0: I'm ready
1: Welcome to the new episode of the Genre Equality Podcast My name is Hitzer I'm Hadi I'm Isa. And as you can tell, we sound nicer and clearer now Because we invested in microphones Because we're balling This is a new year This is a new us so there's a lot of new things That's going to be going on With genre equality Going forward Tell no us th- some about it Not only do we have new equipment But mm-hmm. we will start evolving There will be new segments Interview segments even I recently recorded interviews With Daniel Day Kim And with the mm-hmm. cast and director Of a Filipino movie Called Eerie mm-hmm. And you will see that In the coming weeks and months So we have a lot of stuff like that In store for you f- For now lah. But today as, as of this moment It's our one year anniversary guys Yeah I know
0: Congrats
1: guys Fast right It's one year we Made it uh, I mean, only we are celebrating this I don't know whether you care or not <laughs> But for you guys Happy New Year It's January 1st How's your 2018? Hopefully your 2019 will be a better one Indeed. Hopefully Indeed um, Okay, so First things first, right? Yeah There's some stuff that came out late in December That we can't quite get to Because it didn't fit our recording schedule mm-hmm. So as of this recording We have not Probably seen Black Mirror Bandersnatch um, clearly That particular Choose your own adventure Type movie Requires a lot of time investment yeah. And we want to You know Run through all the potential endings All the different pathways To give you a better idea And review la. So look look out for that Next month mm-hmm. Also Hardy has not seen Marvel's Runaway Season 2 Not yet uh, But Hardy wants to talk about it Next episode So I'll wait for him la. Hey thanks man Yeah But you know um, spo- Minor spoiler alert I didn't like it la. I heard Yeah I heard. Uh, f- as for Doctor Who, I'll be waiting for the New Year's uh the New Year's special before we talk about that, so we can give a comprehensive roundup of the f- the first season of Jodie Whittaker. Uh, but for now, this December is a jam packed, jam packed schedule that we have for you. Our mm-hmm. lineup is crazy. So many superhero stuff come out. Yeah. Uh, we have Spider Man into the Spider Verse. We have Aquaman. We got Titans. We got um Bumblebee. Those are the major topics we'll be talking about. But Rest assured, it, it will be we will be covering the more minor genre titles as well. So first things first, let's start on a good note, lah. Let's start the new year on a good note <laughs> with the best, in my opinion, the best comic book movie of twenty eighteen and also the best Spider-Man movie of twenty eighteen. And that was a surprise. That was a surprise. But I mean we were hyped for it. We yeah. were. We, we just had no idea how good it will be. And and I'm mean, if you're listening, you know that we're talking about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oof. It it it's it, It isn't just the most inventive animated movie of the year As I said, it's the greatest Spider-Man movie ever made Sure, it's a bit debatable Spider-Man 2 is still really good, it holds up That is true Homecoming was a nice reboot Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, this is the true Spider-Man It's dazzling, unique art style It's a comic book come to vibrant life It gives Miles Morales a wonderfully emotional introductory arc And he embraces his Afro-Latino-ness And his own coming-of-age story uh, in a very unique and just equally resonant way, Uh It gives people who only know Peter Parker a nice introduction to this this new character. So, what do you think about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse?
0: Hmm. Honestly, um, this was a. It wasn't that much of a surprise that it was going to be good. This good though. But this good was yeah. There was something that was unexpected. Yeah. Um, Miles Morales has always been one of those characters that kind of, kind of uh made, comic book fans
1: uh. Wary la Comic yeah. book fans Are traditionalists are purists are a bit uh, Resistant to change Sometimes Yeah
0: But Marvel has always Had diverse characters Always had mm. that uh, First mover When it comes to um, Characters com- As complex as Miles You know Yeah mm-hmm. And so I was, I was afraid that they might not have done justice in this movie in introducing his character. Mm. Mm. I mean, his origin stories are very iffy sometimes.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know. So I was, plus multiple origin stories With correct. many Spider-Man yeah. and women
0: and pigs. Yeah. And I like how they actually lean into that and how they actually um you know made it a part made it of a of it 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 it. part of like the law like that. Yeah, la, We know that you all have heard this Spider-Man origin story thousands of times. And they, they even made
1: a joke. Yeah, about exactly. That, you know? So
0: I like that self awareness and all that. Um, the the styling of the movie was impressive. It was so different It was so different The the frames were a bit
1: lower So that you It felt like a, An action book like uh, Sorry a comic book A motion comic Yeah Um. I like how some of the things That were out of frame Or in the background They, they blurred into one another The red and blues Correct. Like a lot of the old 60s, 70s comics mm. A lot of you might not Be old enough la, Or if you don't collect Old comics you don't know But some of the printing errors Led to that kind of look yeah. So they even replicated That you know, in, in motion So uh, that
0: they, really surprised me That they, they, they went into That kind of detail Fuller
1: the- and Chris Miller Are clearly huge fanboys I mean yep. we saw what we saw Saw what they did with Lego Batman yeah. mm-hmm. And I think they did The same kind of treatment With Spider-Man here What do you think Aisa?
2: Well Let me just say In my personal opinion Not just best Spider-Man movie Right <laughs> uh, As much as I love Spider-Man 2 uh, But it, for me This might be the best Superhero movie That I've ever seen
0: mm.
2: Right uh, mm. And it's, it is my favourite by far uh, I went into the cinema knowing that visually it would be something interesting because the trailers blew us all away. Oh, very early on, yeah. right? Uh, but for that aesthetic to surprise and amaze and cause a sense of wonder throughout the entire duration, mm-hmm. uh, and couple that with a very insightful look into what makes a spider character, right? Yeah. Above and beyond a, a divisive character like yeah. Miles Morales, yeah. uh, I really, really had a good time, you know. And I thought. That I, I've, I've seen it twice Already now Same And I uh, just, just to pick out The extra easter eggs And mm, everything else That mm. was going wrong The attention to detail mm. Right And how true it was To my own vision And interpretation Of what a Spider-Verse movie Would be like Yeah Is shockingly Accurate I think I agree uh, In my opinion And I, I, I really loved it That way
1: yeah, uh, I mean to piggyback of what uh, Isa said, no pun intended to Spider-Ham um, <laughs> Spider-Verse encapsulates the infinite possibilities of this particular arachnid superhero archetype mm-hmm. showcasing why Spidey's relatability, his resilience, continues to mean so much to so many different people of all walks of life through different generations, to different iterations um, What I particularly loved was how resonant it was We were talking about the art style, yeah, how yeah. visually yeah. wonderful it was but I mean it was emotionally gripping as well, it all was right. funny too uh, one of my favorite scenes. Uh, this is when I knew I loved the movie. In the beginning, Miles Morales walking through Brooklyn because you know Peter Parker's a Queens kid. Yeah. that's a that's a very different kind of New York. It is. He's he's walking yeah. through Brooklyn. He is um, talk, He's code switching between English, between Spanish. He's speaking Spanglish to his uh parents, to his friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it it just feels so genuine and real. You know.
0: Yeah, it's like a, Miles really felt like a Brooklyn Brooklynite.
1: Yeah, he, it's it, the character come to life, you know, and 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 plus I also have to give shout-outs to the villains, mm. um the kingpin, the big bad is given such an emotional reason I feel mm. for why he'd want to put mm. this and many other universes at risk, you know, yep. his family Vanessa and his son are dead, he wants them back. It's not right, but you understand it, you know. And Mm -hmm. it's quite in vain with Marvel's new treatment of villains, you know, like given compelling backstories, you can kind of root for them even to a certain extent. Uh, You understand where they're coming from.
0: I mean, even I mean, even though Kingpin wasn't really
1: featured much, right? Yeah, it was enough for you to like kind of. Oh, I get it Yeah, I get it, yeah And plus, you know Secondary villain The Prowler It felt like the Prowler Was a primary villain Correct, yeah Because the Prowler Is not just a frightening And intimidating villain Especially during the action sequences You know, Mm -hmm, he was presented So scarily I think kids Below the age of seven Might actually be quite frightened of him Uh, Don't spoil his identity though Yeah, I know But like Let's just say he kind of serves As an Uncle Uncle Ben type of catalyst uh, And... I think that's great. Yeah. I, d- I didn't expect that coming. Uh, this this was uh this movie was on the money. It's fully fleshed out. It's complicated. Uh, it's a dynamic story. Loved it.
0: Uh, I have to give shout outs to also the the voice actors lah. Oh mm-hmm. yes, and sure. what a good choice of uh Mas Morales being played by um well, I can't remember his name. Sh- Shanish, the guy from Dope. The guy from Dope. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean Phil Lord and uh, Chris Miller were huge fans of him and wanted him to work with them. Mm-hmm. And this was what they chose lah. Mm. And such a great choice. And uh Pete Johnson? Mm-hmm. That's his that's his name. What's his name? John uh, Jake, Jake, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. From New Girl. Pete Johnson is his long lost brother. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Yeah, but Jake Johnson also, you know, really encapsulates that that Peter Parkerness. Yeah, yeah but
1: there were two Peter Parker voices The first one was Chris Pine Yeah yeah, yeah. He was the perfect Peter Parker Prime yeah, perfect, Peter Parker correct. Yeah. Jake Johnson has the more Graffier The, the uh, older looser, Yeah yeah,
0: The great hair You know like The <laughs> great great hair, people, uh hair the... Beer belly you know, Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And knows. sweats <laughs> And of all the people Jake Johnson actually Is perfect for that Yeah mm-hmm.
2: I, I mean like I have absolutely n- I have absolutely No uh, nothing to nitpick about the acting, really. Mm. Like there wasn't uh, like a- anything from um the actor that we've already mentioned to Nick Cage playing classic Nick Cage as Spider Man Noir, right? Yeah. Uh, and how Nick Cage his lines actually got <laughs> during the <that> entire thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, one one of the things that I was noticing uh, and I don't know, especially on the second uh, time we were working through it's um, do you notice that Miles, especially in the beginning, right? He swing when he swings and when he's traveling and when, he, when he's web-slinging, yeah. he's a lot closer to the ground. Yes. He touches the street a lot more as opposed to any of the other Spider-Mans. Yeah. And I thought that was a very kind of like interesting <laughs> visual. Right? Mm. Okay, okay. Right? Like, yeah, like yeah. you don't see Spider-Gwen anywhere near the street mm. at mm. any given point in time. She's always up in the air. Mm. Right? And then... Yeah, I, it's just an interesting thing that I kind of noticed the second time around. He has so much
1: it. looser swinging style. Yeah, for yeah, sure, it's different. For sure, you yeah,
2: know? and then uh, shout out to the guys who decided to give him Jordans. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, when he did that, that one iconic movement, uh, moment when. He jumps off the building Yeah, yeah In his new suit
1: And, and the glorious uh, Upside down shot That was t- oh, It's so good That was cinematic that I mean was I, so I realise this, this is animation uh, And framing is, is Different and all but It's not really camera But that was As cinematic as Cinema gets for 2018 mm, I agree yeah. yeah I mean because of It's self-awareness You might kind of Assume the tone is mocking But it's not It's not that at all It's 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 neither commentary Nor parody It's a celebration It's a love letter Written by someone Who adores and respects Every single aspect Of Spider-Man And yeah. And Spider-Woman and Spider Gwens and Spider Pigs and and all of that and I mean shout out to Spider Ham because yes, yeah. Spider Ham is one of those things that you think could never ever work on a big screen but ever it, yeah. but it did
0: but it did but that's how you do it la. So
1: yeah. long, Chris Miller found a context that he could work yeah. made him funny made him relatable. They even had the the enemy um, Spider Girl, um, so many different Spider people.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, and and, yeah. and and one of the best things to come out of this movie is that. It sets up a variety of franchises for all of these different Spider Men. Yeah, that is yeah. true. I mean, yeah. we're gonna be getting a Spider Gwen movie. I'm, 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 sure we should be getting more Miles Morales's movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even I wouldn't even mind seeing the the down and out, depressed Jake Johnson Spider Man. Yeah. In an yeah. See film. how he you know gets his life back together. A Superior Spider Man, maybe. Uh, the, the door is wide open, guys. Wide open. Yeah. I'd
2: love to see a Superior Spider
1: Man. Uh, I do have to say, um, this Stanley cameo. Is uh the oh. most perfect Stanley cameo I've ever seen It was heartwarming It was heartbreaking It made yeah. me cry made me laugh I'm getting misty I just thinking about it Like how I, perfect it was
0: I you got know, emotional right? in the cinema yeah. this, Because it, that was way before he passed away
1: Yes, correct but, but who could have known that what he said Would have been so poignant yeah. and, and related to his passing Yeah Um. I, I think it was the perfect send-off for Stanley And I'm, I'm mm. just sad that Stanley never got to watch this I mean, Yeah Yeah, yeah. Um, so watch out Tom Holland uh, There are a bunch of Other, other spider man On your back mm-hmm. And who would have Funked after the clunker That was um, Venom, Venom That uh, Sony could do Something this magical It's
0: Yeah It's
1: true Well they had to look They had to look far la. They, uh, Well yeah I mean the guys Who were fired from uh, Solo were, uh, were suddenly free Free Yeah, yeah. True. Good I mean job that, Disney Yeah Thanks
2: I'm glad I'm glad they gave Um Lord and Miller like free reign like they did mm. you know uh, I mean they've proven themselves that when you allow them to do their 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 thing right, we need it, to
1: jump street the Lego Batman movie you know
2: yeah uh, so I mean uh, hopefully I mean I, I hope to see more things coming from that particular duo especially in the realm of superheroes just given how uh, much of a fan, how much fanboys they are, right? Mm-hmm. They and clearly
1: all. know the source material in and out. Yeah, uh, and do stick around for the post-credit scenes because it's worth it. It's really funny. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. <laughs> it's really funny. I mean, I, I, am tempted to do a spoiler section on this, but I don't want. I no, just, no, want, no, I just no, want no. you guys to experience this. Yeah. Yeah. I want you all to experience it once, twice, three times. This, this deserves all the money in the world. So if you haven't watched Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, please do it. Um, Hardy, how would you rate this movie? Nine and a half out. Then. Ooh Compelling Very high up. Very high recommendation How about you
2: Asa 9.5 out of 10
1: Very nicely I'll be giving it A 9 out of 10 myself So Super 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 High recommendation Very very high Is this the highest uh, Rating that we have so far Maybe uh, No I think we all Gave Project Horseman 10 out of 10 ah, Oh but okay. that's TV la, so That's TV la. For movies This is about as high As we get Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. Um, Moving on Let's move on to um, Another huge franchise The Transformers franchise <gasps> And um, Let me just say this It's an extremely low bar but Bumblebee is far and away the, the best Transformers movie ever made. Yes, ever. He- hands down. It's probably the only good Transformers movie ever made, debatably, debatably lah. May- maybe maybe the '80s cartoon movie version. Oh okay okay. If you're including that, then it becomes a debate. You're right. Yeah yeah, but I mean. What I want to say is Forget those noisy Michael Bay atrocities <laughs> New director Travis Knight Who you might know As the director of uh, Kubo and the Two Strings yeah. uh, Imbues this Bumblebee spin-off And prequel With this 80s style Magical friend movie um, Elements you know like E.T. Mm-hmm. The Iron Giant mm-hmm. With And I can't emphasize this enough Coherent action That you can follow yep. With rich characters And they actually have A, a story to tell With humor With heart I mean, sure I, I, Like I said, it's very reminiscent of E.T. and the Iron Giant But if you want to copy something Those are good benchmarks yeah. Exactly Yeah. Well, what do you guys think about uh, Bumblebee? Wow
0: First, I love John Cena Shout out to our other podcast, Hard Hits, Hits you can't podcasts. see me <laughs> Oh, you, li- you literally can't see us We're podcast But John Cena did such a great job Yeah You know, like Just that perfect blend of villain And not really a villain Yeah More like a guy caught in this weird Like, situation
1: Yes, yes, yes. Because he wasn't really a villain. Yeah, he was just um, a soldier. Uh, yeah, who was doing, in the middle doing of his, his job, la, yeah. and didn't know who to believe. Yeah. Um, I will say this though: Bumblebee may not be the perfect movie. Oh no, no, no. Uh, but John Cena has, in my opinion, the line of 2018. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not gonna spoil it. But I think he has the best cinematic line of 2018, and and you know it when you hear it.
0: Yeah, you'll be like, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 you will, you you not away with him, lah. La. Yeah. Uh, but okay, apart from that, uh, Haley Steinfeld, Steinfeld mm. also did. Such an amazing job yeah. working.
1: Really solid actress. Really, yeah. Yeah. Making her character feel very relatable. I mean, she's
0: known more to be a musician, right? Mm-hmm, a singer. Yeah, yeah. But wow, like her her interactions with Bumblebee. Yeah. Was so genuine. Yeah. And so real. It it right? was,
2: and and what pained me was like after the movie, right? You yeah. had such a real friendship that was going on between the two of them, and yeah. then you realize that he is gonna move on to Shia LaBeouf. To Shia LaBeouf, and oh, I was like, oh yeah. my goodness. Forgot right. about that. It's it was, down. I, yeah. down. Like I don't.
0: I, a, I don't need to be a. I don't need to be a prequel already. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, if they if, if,
2: if they rebooted the entire thing right there and then, like sure. Into the
1: Transformers base. Uh, because yeah,
0: the sure. 80s Transformers were the best times for Transformers. That mm. is true. Yeah. I was. mean, and that's the thing, uh, the authenticity of the movie uh, like capturing the, the the robot sounds from the 80s. Mm. Chuck chuck yes. right? Orange. It wasn't no that, design. It yeah. wasn't that weird Michael Bay dubstep that thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So that was really I really appreciated that mm-hmm. And and just the it when I mean, it's not really a spoiler they were in um was Cybertron, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not a spoiler, right? It's known that it's, they the, first scene. Yeah, it's the first. Yeah, the first scene, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how they they actually manifested Cybertron onto the screen was a lot better than I felt that they did in the. The recent movies
1: I, I've seen every Transformers movies And I have to I have to be honest right The Cybertron scenes Are the ones I tune out Like I, I don't care I blurred out you know But this made Cybertron Feel lived in It felt compelling Weird right Yeah Like how good it was Yeah,
2: yeah. But I feel like The design for Cybertron In this one right Was very
0: true To what they used to yeah, draw it, it felt Yeah correct right. Right. That, that, mm-hmm. the, the feeling like This very like Homage Homage That's not a word. <laughs> Yeah well, it's so kinda, much yeah. like Kind yeah. of thing that they were going for, mm-hmm. and I thought it worked. Like the the eighty cent, the eighty setting was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, the attention to detail. The, the attention 80s. to detail. Whenever I mean, now it's like there's such a high bar. You know, things from Stranger Things, uh, any any eighties homages. Now is like everybody dialed it in already, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Like especially the music.
1: Yeah. <laughs> any final thoughts, Aisa?
2: Yeah. Um, I I okay. I have to say like. Uh, Animation has come so far, right? And when you have a movie like Bumblebee that really focuses on a few core characters as to opposed to a, to a plethora of like moving parts and robots and voices, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really quite amazing the kind of emotiveness you can get from a essentially speechless character mm. in the form of Bumblebee,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? And I think it's a testament to the way that they decided to, to direct and animate Mm. His facial features His body language And all of that That really caught me Mm -hmm. uh, Which is something That I've barely seen In most other animated films That's number one uh, Much more a Transformers film Mm. uh, Overall And uh, I I really enjoyed it I went in with um, Not very high expectations I don't Mm. think any of us did Uh, But it was very heartwarming I left the cinema Feeling very good about it So um, I loved it Yeah uh,
1: I mean Last thing I probably Would like to mention is I do to give a shout out to um, Pamela Adlon who played uh, the mom. Um, in in most in most of these movies, right, like the mom is this annoying parental obstacle, and I thought like she played the character very realistically, very sweet, treated more than just a parental obstacle, mm, and um yes. she. She is best known for writing, directing, and creating an FX uh, series called Better Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this character is the same character that she plays in Better Things, just transported into a more fantastical universe. You know? So she keeps that Better Things-esque uh, groundedness of it. Okay. Um, it's also written by uh, a, s- a new screenwriter called Christina Hodson who will next be doing Bad Girl, which gives me a lot of hope for Bad Girl mm, as well. Wow. You know, to maybe revive the DC franchise. I know every year we said the DC franchise will have one <laughs> property that will revive it. Um, I mean, we'll we
0: thought Wonder Woman would be the one.
1: Yeah, yeah, but then Istanbul again. We'll yeah. talk about a comment later. Yeah. We all we all have very different it's thoughts about it.
0: It's a very diverse
1: movie among us. Correct, correct, yeah. But for Bumblebee, I will give it uh, a solid seven out of ten. I'll give it a seven and a half. Mm. I'll give it a seven out of ten. So yeah, this is a recommended movie.
0: Very recommended.
1: Uh yes, you 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 feel things which is mm. uh, which is strange. Besides annoyance which is what Michael B yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he
0: did produce this one.
1: No, he his name is on it because he owns the rights. Yeah, He he had no creative input into it.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's fine.
1: Yeah, and if you know, um, Travis Knight's work on uh, Leica. Yeah. He, I mean you know What he brings to the table In terms of the heart So he did Laika
0: And Kubo and the Two Strings
1: Laika uh, is the animation company That owns uh, Kubo and the Two Strings yeah oh, what thought Laika a movie No that's a stop motion company Oh Yeah um, so. Unfortunately for Travis Knight I guess like Some of his movies Like Kubo and the Two Strings And Bumblebee Are not doing very well In the box office yeah. I think because Bumblebee People have been burned so often By Transformers They're resistant to watch it Which yeah. I totally understand yeah. yeah. Uh, I just have to say that Like Don't necessarily need to support him Because Travis Knight Is very rich He's the heir to the Nike fortune Oh So he's he set for life he Yeah He's set but, for life Okay But, but I, it's nice to see That like, rich kid go out You know do his passion yeah, project I mean stuff. like I
2: really do want to see more From this particular Creative team Yes
1: yeah I yeah. really really want I would like to see more prequel treatments for maybe the other. Can we just reboot
0: the entire Transformers franchise? No, because this is the perfect opportunity to right, right. Soft
1: reboot, la. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. 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 So um, please go out and see Bumblebee as well. Next, we'll be talking about um a more indie art house film oh. called Sorry to Bother You. So Sorry to Bother You is screening right now on the projector, but it has very limited screenings. Very very limited. Uh, so go on to the projector. dot sg. Uh, find out what screenings you have and uh, go check it out. But uh, here we're going to be talking about it um, This is Boots Riley's directorial debut And uh, Boots Riley used to be a rapper He's a musician His first ever feature film It's one of the craziest hit letters to capitalism you'll ever see mm-hmm. um, Set in an alternate present day version of Oakland I'm, I'm not going to spoil too much But I'm going to give a basic premise to to let you know yeah, what yeah. you're in for So it's this alternate present day version of Oakland Starring a black telemarketer Named Cassius Green Played by Lakeith Stanfield of Atlanta and Get Out Even film. the name Cash is green Mm. Yeah Uh, So he discovers A magical key To professional success Which is simply Getting clients Via his white voice So that's the basic premise And this propels him Into a strange universe Of power calling Yeah uh, That leads him to wealth But the upswing In his career Raises serious red flags With his girlfriend Named Detroit Played by Tessa Thompson Mm -hmm. uh, A performance artist And minimum wage worker Who is secretly part Of a Banksy style Activist collective Um, As Cassius Friends and co-workers Strike in protest Of Corporate oppression. Cassius kind of falls under the spell of the company CEO, yeah. paid by Army Hammer, who you might know from "Call Me by Your Name," yeah. uh, who offers him salary beyond his wildest dreams, and and the movie takes off from there. Okay, I know, I know what you're asking right now. How the hell is this genre? Why is this sci-fi? Yeah. How is this fantasy? Yeah, you will know it when you get there. I can't spoil it, and Same, and and we won't yeah. we won't give a spoiler. Review here Because you have to watch you it You have to watch it It's a bit like A cabin in the woods Kind of thing like, Where like Once you know the premise You spoiled it already Cannot yeah. So there are a few Initial conceits That you might think Make it spoilery Like say the white voice Or the alternate Present day uh, Oakland Which seems like A, a futuristic a dystopia, dystopia. Any, yeah. That's not it That's not it You just wait la. You just wait just you wait. you you'll find out what it is la. Uh, It goes in very many Many mind-blowingly Wild directions um, Okay Without spoiling it What do, what do you think About it Isa?
2: What a ride! Yeah, what a ride! Uh, I okay, like, I think immediately the premise itself and the way they decide to explore the characters and the world building in general for this alternate, uh, timeline slash universe slash circumstance. Yeah, right. Um, which I, that doesn't seem too far off. Yeah, it doesn't seem too far off, yeah. and, and I think at the very beginning you don't really um you don't really think much of it right and and that of course kind of like unfolds on its own but from the get go the satire is clear yeah it's very uh, insightful it's very incisive it's very scorching Mm. uh, you know and you start to draw very early kind of like allegories to uh, the story being uh, obviously it's about you know capitalism and all of that and you have uh, about race class inequality,
1: identity identity politics as well and they deal with all of that
2: very quickly like in the first 20 minutes already they 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 are exploring these themes Mm -hmm. right and i felt that the way that they went about it in the first 20 minutes was very sharp and very concise and i love storytelling like that Mm -hmm. because then you can get down into the the real meat and bones Mm. right uh, but even when They did get out Of the million bones That wasn't it That wasn't no, the kicker yeah. You know So More left ends, More left turns, More yeah, left so turns. I, I, yeah. I, We apologise For kind of like Beating around the bush Right Because we really feel Like this is a movie That you need to watch In order to understand what To get trying. the experience yeah. But
1: we're giving you Our enthusiasm Yes Yeah, yeah That's what sure. we're trying to uh,
2: Love Lakeith Stanfield Yeah fantastic uh, I think he's
1: been Having a great year yeah, yeah I mean, um, he, he What a great actor And I'm glad that he's discovered now la. Thanks to Atlanta Thanks to Get Out you know. Mm, yeah
0: yeah.
1: I, I mean, this movie Made you feel uncomfortable At a lot of times Also funny lah No, it, but in a way In a good way lah la. yeah. You know, it's funny It's it, definitely like, funny It's like a curb your enthusiasm Discomfort Yeah, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely there's this ah. one scene. I mean, I can't really say what it is without spoiling the joke. But uh, the white characters kind of force the Keith Stanfield to rap, and it's not the most uncomfortable scenes I've seen this year. And it, it's not horror or anything. No, no, it's not. It's just really uncomfortable, uh, And it's more uncomfortable than any horror movie I've ever seen. And uh, not, it's not. More.
0: We're trying. We're not like some social justice warrior kind of bullshit thing, you
1: know? No, I think it, it was... cuts. It cuts to the barest essentials of what uh, white appropriation of yeah. black culture, yeah. Uh, yeah, and how maybe some black people are forced to give up that uh, that privilege to entertain white yeah. people, you know? and
0: see, this this is not helping in our genre course. Yeah. See, this doesn't sound like a genre movie.
1: No, but I mean, a bunch of genre, like dystopians, that uh, like stories get out, get out yeah, or yeah. The Handmaid's still are heavily into these things yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah.
0: But there's a very clear genre-ness about it. You, you know it, like. Yeah, you know but it. you know why we, we consider yeah, this I genre. I mean, this
1: this isn't
2: the first movie or series in which we can't tell you Yeah. any of these things, like why it's genre. Correct. Right earlier
1: uh, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about a series called Forever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But that one was because it's it's I, I think it's less inventive than this, so I, I yeah, was yeah. okay with giving it away and I think people wouldn't want to watch it if, if I didn't give didn't away know. the twist. Yeah, yeah, but this one already has a hook even without the twist. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So because I think it's know. it's wonderfully bizarre, like, it's kind of dizzying with sheer originality. It's yes. it's one of the most purely original movies I've seen this mm. year. It's a surrealist moral Morality tale uh. Yeah um, And the dystopian aspect Is only genre enough But that's not what yeah. Makes this genre It's
0: strangely um. Good world building also oh, Yeah I love the world
2: building <laughs> Right I really yeah. really do And it wasn't anything like There wasn't like This grand exposition no. That was going on right It's all these subtle subtle things That you have to pick up on As they go along Yeah Right And how they built the world While building the characters themselves I just thought that was brilliant I mean
0: just talking I, I guess we can spoil Worry Free Just the first part like, A little bit yeah What yeah. Worry Free is Yeah But basically the idea of selling your body to a corporation so that you can have free food and free lodging for the rest of your life don't need to worry about anything else That is Not a new concept It's not a new concept And it harkens back to um, something Something uh, called slavery Yeah yeah, yeah. You know But uh, but corporate slavery is something that you can actually see in the future might happen. Yeah,
1: really. Some might say it's already happening with the yes. sweatshops in correct the World in countries, China yeah.
0: Yeah. and all that. You know where you have like empty suicide nets because of people working seventeen hours a day and all that etc., like, etc. Et so that kind of like weird um, weirdness is actually very grounded in reality, which I really love like. yeah. Mm, yeah.
1: Um. Okay. So in in conclusion, mm. um, how would you rate this, Adi? I'll give this a solid eight. It's a nice eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Isa? I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. Mm. Nice. Um, my final thoughts. Um, I love this movie. It's uh, but that being said, there's a slight drawback to Boots Riley's unbridled creativity in mm-hmm. that it feels scattered at times. Okay. He wants to say too many things at once. It takes on you know things like assimilation, code switching, corporate greed, liberal hypocrisy, appropriation, and and while it's always. Very spot on. It never sticks around long enough to fully explore it. Mm. Uh but you just have to admire the guts and vision of this. So yeah. this is this is an eight out of ten for me. Alright, okay. Yeah. Okay, so very highly recommend. Very highly recommend. Okay. No bad.
0: We're starting very well. We yes. we got the good stuff out the way. Yes. Uh, all right. let's, let's,
1: talk about, let's talk about DC now. Oh no. Are we okay. there? Which, which well one for we me it's not that bad. Don't no no half of it is good enough. <laughs> of it is bad. Don't, okay, don't, don't don't come at us DC fans. We we're just we're not Marvel shows or anything. Don't we're just, come at me, lah we're, we're just trying to <laughs> call it as we see it. And yeah. if you disagree, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody has their opinion. Everybody has their opinion. So um let's let's start out with the least good one. Okay, go ahead. Uh yeah. and, and conversely also the biggest one, which is Aquaman. Mm. Um Aquaman is James Wan's first foray into superheroics. You may know him from, you know, the conjuring, conjuring, conjuring um, Insidious two. Uh, a bunch of horror stuff lah, and and one good Fast stuff. and the Furious movie, where he delivered really really good action. That one, yeah. that one one. That yeah. one, movie. Yeah, we some people confuse him with Justin Lin, which is you know international. Who, who does the other? Correct. The correct. other the. Which they get Asian one? actor uh, directors. Oh yeah, we good at action bro. I know we, I know. We know cars. I mean yeah. It's like a
0: normal thing. <laughs> I guess.
1: Okay, so um, I'm go- I'm gonna leave it to um, Hadi and Isa to maybe um give an opposing, uh, their opposing viewpoints right now la. Okay, first. I, we, I like to accentuate positive. I will, I, start. I like to accentuate positive. So like Hardy should start. What do you like or dislike about this movie?
0: Okay, this movie delivered on what it promised to be. Okay, true. Straight action. Jason Momoa, being Jason Momoa. A Momoa. lot of Jason Momoa. Yeah. A yeah. lot of him. The yeah. my man. Yeah. I mean, even though he didn't really say my ma man. Yeah. But a lot of that that kind of like oh yeah oh yeah yeah you know yeah. that kind of Jason Momoa ness was given to us a hundredfold. In spades. It was promised. In and forth. they delivered that. Yeah. Right, um, you had, okay, you had top-notch CGI done right, hands down, hands mm. down. One wow, of the best CGI work we've seen in a visually while, visually stunning. Yes. Yeah, visually oh, yeah. stunning. Good action all around. Mm. Okay, uh, I watched this movie twice because the first time I fell asleep for a good forty minutes, and whenever I fall asleep, the movie yes. means yeah. there are boring parts there, mm. yeah. which Isa will talk about in a while. Yeah. But you were very tired
1: the day. Like, I was so very you tired. Might have other things as well. So
0: my second round watching it, I was I enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. I still love the Jason Momoa ones. I knew that I was buying a Jason Momoa movie, mm. a Jason Momoa vehicle, which is like <laughs>
1: which is like the the Rock movies, like Correct. You, you know what you're getting. Yes. You know.
0: Right. So, I love the popcorn action. Um, I did not think too hard on the the, the, the various plot holes because there were so many plot holes, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't think too much on that. Uh, I like the costume design overall. Um, I mean, everything fit. It looked, it felt like an Co- Aquaman comic from the 60s. It did. And it, it looked like an Aquaman comic yeah. from the 60s. It, it, you know? felt also like it felt that way. Yeah. 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 yeah, so that's why I I think I may have been very, very kind to this movie. Mm. So that that's why, I mean, because of all the crap that, have, that I've seen DC do before, yeah. you know, this movie was not as good as like Wonder Woman. Sure. You know, but close enough to Justice League.
1: And I like <sighs> Justice League.
0: Yeah. So that's yeah. my my take that it felt like it was keeping true to the Justice League um movie la.
1: The tone, the lighter tone, yeah, the yeah, brighter yeah, yeah. colours. Yeah. Sure.
0: So it's not great at all. It's nothing close to any of the worst Marvel movies, okay? <laughs> but it's a lot better than a lot of the other DC crap.
1: I'm gonna assume that Isa echoes a lot of your positive feedback in terms of like, those are the positive points. And I think even I who hated the movie would echo that. Those are good points in the movie. But um, on the flip side, like what do you think was bad about the movie, Isa?
0: Let's go, Isa. Okay,
2: before... I thought the movie was generally a huge waste of time. (laughs) Except for a 10-minute sequence Mm. that I believe Uh, was transcendent.
1: In a a two-and-a-half-hour movie. In a a
2: two-and-a-half movie, there was... A 10-minute sequence, largely okay. CGI, yeah. that I thought was transcendent, reminiscent of Faustian imagery, mm. right? Uh, of Paradise mm. Lost.
1: <laughs> it's what I expected a James Wan Aquaman movie to look like. Yes, and okay.
2: those 10 minutes, while it does not redeem the movie, mm. is some of the best computer-generated imagery that I've seen in a very, very long
1: time.
0: Agreed,
2: agreed. Totally, it was spot on. The thing is, is that it had nothing to do with anybody talking, which is a huge, huge problem for me because... <laughs> If Jay, uh, if John Cena had one of the best lines this year Yeah, right, one, of worst worst yeah. one of the worst lines Yeah. Kidman has one of the worst lines Yeah So uh, uh, you will uh, You can't avoid it Yeah You will no doubt cringe when you hear it mm-hmm. You will remember it for years to come And I, I thought it was a bit sad I mean okay We all know that it's a Jason Momoa movie. Fine right I, I side up with that I'm good with that But he has a stellar supporting cast Right Yeah is a style supporting cast yeah. like, like okay yeah. Patrick Wilson of, and,
0: Yeah Who is known to have worked With James Wan Many times that? Many yeah. times
1: yeah. Yeah. He's the main Conjuring guy Yeah exactly
2: yeah. Yeah. And and uh, like, like kids you were saying right Like only one actor Knew what movie he was in Yes yeah <laughs> <Two> <laughs> who, who Jason
1: knew? also knew no, I'm yeah, not but, sure But sure. I think they crafted The movie around Jason, around Jason yeah, yeah. And I don't Patrick Wilson movie like, okay Jason I'm can, on Correct I don't think Jason can adapt To a movie that isn't him Whereas Patrick Wilson Did adapt to the movie To Jason's movie And I think he played
2: The character to a T yeah.
0: We're talking about Ocean Master Ocean Master Ocean Yeah sorry
1: Ridiculous name
2: uh, a Ridiculous name uh, For a ridiculous, ridiculous movie lines, some see, Ridiculous lines See this is show. why
0: I'm saying that it works You see okay. No but it,
2: it It wasn't ridiculous In a way that it, Okay <laughs> it, it borders The so bad That it's good Like it never crosses But it never that crosses line. Yeah I wanted it to be even worse okay, So okay, that okay, I can okay, appreciate okay, it On okay. a B level
1: Yeah But this one was Trying too hard to be A Yeah Okay, yeah. but from the, the, the weird dialogue and all that, I already No, really. It wasn't bad enough to be the room, but no. it was close. Yeah,
2: it's not gonna be a like a superhero cult classic like twenty years down the road. Like
1: like Darkman for example is a cult classic, but it wasn't particularly good. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this this would this will never be a Darkman. I feel. Oh, yeah. course not. Yeah, yeah I la. mean this is a summer movie. i okay, even though it's in the
0: Winter? end of the year, lah. Yeah. But you know, what I mean that kind of feeling that blockbuster popcorn. Don't think so much. Just eat
1: your popcorn and watch this movie and have fun. We would no. you you were just criticizing Michael Bay's movies earlier, and that's I know, exactly I know, what I know, I know, I know.
0: But Michael Bay's movies, this is better than Michael Bay's movies. Yeah, I have to say it. La. Yeah. yeah la. Because it stayed true to to a certain point. I mean, on Aquaman's um, okay, on Jason Momoa, la. It stayed true to what Jason Momoa is. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's why I didn't have a problem with it. The only problem I had Is the two and a half hour Running time Way too long It was yeah. way too long. Yeah. yeah that's all really Like late. I felt this movie Would have worked for both of you right If mm. it was one hour and a half uh, it, And they cut out like 90% yeah. of the nonsense lines Yeah, yeah. yeah It
1: would okay. have worked for me If it was 23 minutes You know, it, it, No lah <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like a, a cartoon and, length Yeah and then we had 10 minutes of that <laughs> Cause this is a cartoon lah And it would have I mean, worked yeah, for me If it was 23 minutes Or a or, or, or cartoon movie
0: okay Or one hour 15 minutes okay, okay. You know so, what it's I mean? Oh, too long. Uh. Too long. <laughs> okay, I think okay.
2: To be fair for <laughs> me, w- one of the things is that you we've always known Aquaman to be this like you are know, almost like Aryan superpower being mm-hmm. very serious, right? Like uh, Arthur always has been. Okay, okay. Like right? Arthur Curry has always been this like you know yeah, blonde, I guess blue yeah, eyed yeah, yeah. serious. Kind of thing, and then on the other hand, you want to flip that kind of entire notion and right? get the subversion, la. And Correct. the subversion from the from casting is
0: Jason Momoa. Jason yeah. Momoa, yeah. right? Jason Momoa and everything cool.
2: he represents, yeah. and the whole like. Uh you know, Polynesian thing that's going on fits perfectly with yeah. how we should be seeing an Aquaman of today. Yeah. Right? But they never on none of that. Yeah. He, you know, okay, and I know I'm okay, paying an unfair okay. onus on James Wan okay. and D C to kind of tell that story. But it's a wasted opportunity. Guys. Given that what they were trying to do I with guess. Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Right did succeed to a
1: large extent. Yeah. Except the final act yeah, and but yeah. yeah, largely succeeded But by yeah. then
0: you already it's a well deserved movie. La. They they earned my they love earn as Aquaman
1: yeah. in his first scene didn't earn my love. <laughs> la. In fact it squandered uh whatever good will I Because I love the trailers. Yeah. yeah. I, I like his presentation in Justice League and all of that yeah. Um, okay so Final thoughts How would you rate this Hardy? Oh you're gonna hit me man No go, go for it oh, I'm like,
0: giving it a 7
1: Art is subjective A yeah, 7 I mean. Fine <laughs> So
2: slept on the first Slept, <laughs> slept on the, the first one time, I woke
0: up throughout The second one And, yeah. gave, and gave a 7, a seven After 2 good. viewings yeah, yeah. After 2
1: viewings I'm like yep, this
0: is an Aquaman movie mm-hmm.
1: Hits um I, I guess since I didn't really weigh in too much, um I think our comment is just, you know this polluted ocean of garbage la. <laughs> Um It's it's as deep in stupid dialogue as it is in shallow characterization. Uh it attempts to float on swashbuckling buckling action, gorgeous undersea visuals, and a silly sense of fun, which to an extent it does, but the overlongness of it drowns me. Um it is as bad as Toto's cover uh, as the as Pitbull's cover of Toto's Africa. It's, oh. it's that bad la, which that particular soundtrack. Encapsulates the movie to, to me. Oh, I, I, would have given, I
0: would have given the movie eight if it wasn't for the cover. The cover the cover minus one. I mean it's
1: me. it's one of the most like you know iconic songs in the world. And uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- those are my thoughts. Like, I'm I'm giving this a three out of ten. Um I had expected more from James One and it does seem a bit like movie by comi- committee sometimes, which DC tends to okay, do yeah. too many cooks in the kitchen. Yep. Yeah, I get that. Uh, so it doesn't feel like a James One movie, and that was my okay. gripe with it like, a three out of ten. Okay.
2: I'm gonna give it a four. And Ooh. the only reason It's not a tree, It's for that 10 minute sequence
1: Alright there uh, we go The only reason for me, It's not a 0 It's for that 10 minute sequence
0: <laughs> oh, wow. wow Okay yeah. okay No but the 10 minute sequence Was really fantastic yeah, It was Pretty good it uh. was. Yeah, yeah,
2: and, yeah. and it's quite interesting That this is the second movie Where we've seen A similar kind of look Because in Reddit yeah. Ralph yeah, uh, Like Ralph Breaks the Internet We also saw something similar Yes correct that, yeah. Which I also again Like the same kind of I- imagery Done in a very different way
1: mm-hmm. mm. From the movies to the TV screens uh, DC has a lot of properties out there um, We were talking a lot about the Spider-Verse But DC has its own multiverse And it's mm. called the Elseworlds um, The CW DC, he- DC superhero shows Continue their annual crossover t- tradition With this year's epic And extremely fun Elseworlds crossover mm-hmm. Taking place across the Flash, Arrow and Supergirl A multiversal entity known as the Monitor Is wreaking havoc across multiple dimensions mm-hmm. Forcing our core heroes to team up and fix reality Although lacking the Legends of Tomorrow Which made me sad a bit But they were uh, busy They were busy uh, they, their, own, their own mini crossover in their own show yeah, Was own actually show, really yeah, fun yeah, yeah. But this time they get Superman They get Louis Lane They get Batwoman. So you know Enough fans this hype la. They have enough fans hype for sure la. Um, What did you guys think of the latest DC superhero crossover on the CW? Honestly I was impressed. Yeah. Right? They've never filled. It never filled. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I, I was thinking this might be okay. Maybe this might not be as good. But I was like, wow, this was really good. I don't think it was the best crossover. No, but it was but really, was good. really yeah. good. It was up there. Like yeah. it, it, uh, It's debatable which one is the best, you know? For yes. me, it's
1: Crisis, but yeah. on, yeah, but on, like, on Earth of X. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: But that kind of thing la, where yeah. it, is, it is so well thought out. Mm. Like how the crossovers were very seamless to one another. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think we watched it all at one time, right? Yeah. 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 Really. So, um, again, you had your stellar cast of, like, Supergirl being awesome. Yeah. You had the Flash. You know, that, that um, I guess, spoiler alert, body swapping thing.
1: Uh, it was in trailers, so yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. it's not okay. much of a spoiler. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So, you know, that body swapping thing between Oliver and um and Barry.
1: A Quantum Leap body swap, not a Freaky Friday body yeah, swap, yeah, which yeah. they frequently debated on the show. <laughs> which was <laughs> Which is la. brilliant, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I love that. Yeah. Uh, and how they fleshed out the world with
0: when Oliver Queen becomes Barry and Barry becomes Oliver Queen is quite cute lah. Mm-hmm. It's essentially the same
1: thing lah. Yeah, just now they confused la. Correct. Uh, Isa, what do you think? Oh,
2: I really really enjoyed this. I I do agree that it is not as great as Crisis on Earth X. Yeah. Uh, but I really enjoyed this, and it always every year, at this time, I ask myself why is it that no one else can get this right. Mm. Right, but the CW can. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, something
1: with less than 1% of the du- Warner Brothers DCEU budget manages to do this every year. Every year. Every year. And, and
2: it's a fresh
0: take every year. Mm. But I feel that also is because of the long form nature. So that they have a lot more time to play with it. The heavy lifting you know? is done by the actual rest of the season. Mm. Or the eight the
1: years that DCEU had uh, meant nothing. La. No, but they
0: are, they are stuck with like two hours, two hour slots, you see.
1: The MCU managed to do a long-running series yeah, with so the same formula. I guess.
0: I'm, I'm not trying to defend the CEU. I'm just saying that they mismanage a lot of things. You huh? just
1: defended Aquaman. <laughs> uh, I did yes. because I like Um, What's interesting,
2: let's talk about let's talk about the fringe characters. I think that was, for me, the most interesting part of Elseworlds, right? I love, love, love Superman's um, uh, and what he does in this particular crossover. I don't think we get to see enough of him Uh, In Super Bowl as it is Yeah right. So be him being like A large part Like two out of the three
1: I mean I'm glad That we don't see Superman too much la. It's, it's a okay. cool story it's, like it's a super cool cool story It's the same yeah. like Having He-Man and She-Ra It doesn't work Yeah right. it doesn't yeah. work yeah.
2: Yeah, But at the same time It was refreshing To have him around yes. Once in a while yeah, uh, yeah, And I really do like Him as Superman I have to say The casting is on
1: point He is so much better than I mean no offence To Henry Cavill But I prefer him To Henry Cavill I prefer mm. him to Brandon Roof I think he I, I personally feel like He Second is the best. the best Superman since Maybe Dean Cain In Lewis and Clark Ooh. The Adventures of Superman. C- clearly, neither of them I are as good as Christopher Reeves. The OG. The undisputed champion. He's
2: one of my favorite Clark Kent.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You the know. sense of decency. Uh, very earnest like, Clark Kent you're right. The yeah, sense yeah, of decency yeah. is something that like I thought would be tricky, you guys like Superman and Captain America in the modern age, but you know, people like Chris Evans and Tyler Hochland mm. have uh, have nailed it. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. Uh let's let's talk about uh Batwoman for a bit.
1: Batwoman, okay, so Ruby Rose controversial casting choice. Um I did not I did not hate her. Okay. I thought she did an okay job. I don't think that she's a strong enough actress to hold on to her own show. I but agree. I think that she did an okay job in this particular role. In this particular crossover. I mean, one
0: thing that I love about Ruby Rose, right, is just the look. Uh, her look. The scowl. The perfect look for Batwoman. Her yeah.
1: physicality and everything is, is on point until she talks. Yeah.
0: That's why they limited her lines. Yes.
2: yes. Yeah. How are they going to build an entire series around
0: that? Just... Don't say so much, la. Or oh, she's just
2: bad woman the entire series.
0: No la, I mean, just have a strong supporting cast and mm. things would fall in place. So she grunts ah, her way through. Maybe.
1: I wouldn't mind seeing like a horror type, like Batwoman series where she's the one in the in the shadows in the darkness, and we follow the criminals yeah. who are afraid of her. That's mm-hmm. what we, yeah, that's we said about thing.
0: the Punisher that they should have done that. Correct, but then but the Punisher worked. The because it's uh, what's his name. John okay. Brentall. Yeah, John Bernthal Is a fucking yeah. fantastic actor We'll be getting
1: The Last Punisher season Next month by the way yeah. uh, We'll be talking about that As well Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Okay that I agree with you She looks the part mm. um, When they casted her Again My only issue Is her acting powers That's yeah, all Yeah Right Like she's not uh, She's not too, terrible She's not
1: terrible la, But hard to see her As a leading woman
2: Yeah Oh, I mean like Given that she is The first look That we get Of anyone in the Bat family mm. I think it's Troubling Yeah Okay. You know what I mean Like okay. the Bat family Traditionally You want them to be A bit more Polished
1: I don't think it's Alicia Silverstone bad But <laughs> um, Not that much better
0: Yeah I agree Alicia Silverstone Was also hamstrung By the, the lines That she was given No
1: of course Of course I get it I mean George Clooney Yeah um, all of them Chris like, O'Donnell They're they all great, great actors fault, la, la, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah So I don't
2: know I, I, I don't see This uh, I don't see Batwoman um, Being fleshed out as a series on its own mm. As excited as I was That the character Was being introduced Yeah mm. Like Batwoman on CW Makes total sense In my opinion like, Yeah It yeah. makes total sense right But I don't know I did not really Like their vision Of Gotham either
1: um, A bit too slight lah la. yeah. I mean we didn't get To see we too much really, of it yeah. We spent most of the time On the rooftop Yeah and yes. in the in the jail cell that looks like a Star City jail is the same set, la. Yeah, you know? it
0: looked like the same set, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, so I I don't think I've I, I what we've seen from Ruby Rose, I don't think there is enough there, and mm-hmm. what we've seen seen of Gotham, I also don't think there is enough there. So I'll be curious to see. I'll be curious to see whether or not they actually roll it out. Yeah, nothing's been confirmed,
1: right? Nothing's been confirmed. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll,
2: so we'll see.
1: We'll see. I mean, on on the bright side though, like from you know the going to multiple Earths. Mm-hmm. Um. To even Smallville Somebody say That was a surprise Me Yeah uh, I, I popped for that one And it was the actual set From the Smallville uh, Can- yes, The Smallville come. Yeah um, Then they fought villains Like The Monitor Like Amazo It was it was such a blast uh. mm. it's, I think that the word That I want to Imagination um, Joy Is what the CW crossovers Always bring mm. yeah, uh, To the table And I think they do it better uh, when DCEU They have better representation yep. In terms of LGBT Or characters of colour They yep. have better action Better characterization, Better yeah. casting yeah. Better fan service yeah. And all around Just a better experience la. For 4 straight years The CW has owned the DCEU And I have no doubt That the next year's crossover And it's gonna be The big one guys oh my God. I'm It sorry. is Outside of the Infinity Gauntlet This is the most iconic Comic book crossover Of all time Slash They are doing Crisis on Infinite Earth Snakes here
0: I know right And they are leaving it In the hands of the CW And
1: I'm not worried no, Those are better hands I know Smaller but better hands I'm not
0: worried at all
1: Yeah Oh, I I, I, I can't wait for that la. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm totally looking forward to it How would you guys rate Elswald's <sighs>
2: 8
1: Nice And 8 out of 10 Very nice
2: I'm gonna give it 7.5
1: I give it a 7.5 as well mm. uh, We all are in agreement With this Unlike Aquaman <laughs> <laughs> So I think this is A more solid Stern recommendation yeah, yeah yeah definitely Whereas Aquaman Depends on your taste yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: If you okay. be stupid stupid You'll like Aquaman
1: Like me <laughs> Okay <laughs> Oh, you going to sleep 45 minutes <laughs> Yes uh, Okay So now we'll be talking About Speaking of DC We're still on a DC uh, Binge right now Yeah I'll be going to the To the streaming services The DC Universe Has their own app Called DC Universe Yeah 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 And uh, they did a show Called Titans So um
0: I I think you should Set the context of Titans Before you watched it
1: No yeah for sure I mean Titans Got a lot of controversy Surrounding that particular Trailer that everyone hated the The fuck Batman line The character posters They didn't like the look And everything And I I do have to admit The first episode wasn't great It, it, It It Fulfilled all my worst fears Of what Titans was going to be um, This 90s image comic Kind of vibe You know The edge lots. The age lah. <laughs> la. Yeah I mean There is mature storytelling And then that's what 13 year olds think Mature storytelling is And I, I can't emphasize That that is very different Yeah 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 uh, When when I was 13 I thought like Spawn And Darkness And Witch was, like, damn cool. Was edgy you know Yeah You know But now I, I like, see Like gratuitous it. violence Is like the way to go But now I see it For what it is la. Yeah. Um, Titans definitely Falls into the latter la. What I mean Is the, what 13 year olds Think mature storytelling is Mm-hmm. It's the kind of dark and gritty that feels like it's written by edge lots, like you said, yeah. who who only read Frank Miller and Garth Ennis growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Titans is all the early 90s worst comic book tropes come to life for better or for worse. Yeah. It's stupid, it's so OTT violent. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie, la. I enjoyed the shit out of this show. La. Yeah. I, I don't know whether the show progressively got better, although I do feel like objectively it did get better. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I acclimated to its style, and it knew what it wanted to be. Yeah, and it, it just went for it. Like it didn't cost correct. It's like this is what we are. Either you get it or you don't. And and I got it lah. Um, so much of Titans is actually laugh out loud because it tries to be Adrian Cool, right? Mm-hmm. That being said, I have to admit this shit is entertaining because it's wild in the same way that True Blood is wild. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, it's it's stupidly entertaining. Uh, and it does some radical reinvention With fan-favorite characters Ranging from the Titans themselves To the introduction of Doom Patrol To um, my favorite Jason Todd it's ballsy It uh it constantly keeps your geek mind racing because okay. some of my favorite DC stories are not actually in the main DC timeline. The the Elseworlds I'm speaking of Elseworlds they The the stories. Uh, and and one thing I demand from a show whether good or bad is that it's never boring. Yeah. Uh one thing I can say about Titans is that it's never boring. La. You either have something you want to hate, something you want to love, something that is so cool, something mind blowing. So yeah, whether it's good or bad, it's never boring. There's so many twists and turns. Plus, the team dynamics has really won me over as time goes on. And for as much crap as that fuck Batman line has gotten, the show actually has a lot of knowledge and respect for Batman lore than people give it credit for. Okay. Um, its finale was actually set in Gotham City, and I have to say, I mean, they did Gotham better than um Elseworlds. than Elseworlds did, when okay. the, than the CW did. It was grim, was gritty. It was 1970s New York. It was it was perfectly set. Okay. I like the show a lot. I re- okay. I really do. I I I do have to point out its faults because I knew it's there. Of course. I just enjoy it lah. Uh, the show itself is unfocused and unsophisticated, and but unlike its Marvel counterparts, you know the the young adult teen shows like say Runaways mm-hmm. or let's say Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. You know, um, I'm gonna do use a music analogy maybe. Okay. So like okay. Runaways and Cloak and Dagger, they try to be. Techno la, With the with the slow burn And the character development You know Okay Like more, more sophisticated la. Titans Titans is EDM And it's proud of it. it It gets to the drop Right away And it keeps banging Okay um, And you know I, I, I can't hate that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can't believe I'm saying this la, But I, I prefer Titans Over Runaways And Cloak and Diger um, Which are <laughs> The MCU Dark young adult Equivalents la. It's a guilty pleasure show But it's pound for pound The most entertaining show Out there I think it's so entertaining. Okay, okay. It's so, I I think that Robin is perfectly cast, or the future Nightwing. Yeah. Um, I think Raven has gotten a lot of flack for her acting, but um, a lot of people don't she's know 13, that. She's 13, right? She just turned 14, so she's very young and we've mm. got room to get better. I think Anna Diop As Starfire is fantastic. A lot of people hate her because of her dark skin colour, which I don't understand. She's orange, you know.
0: She's a fucking alien.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I don't. Calm down. That one is pure racism. Exactly. Like, yeah. I can't, yeah, I can Um, The guy who plays Garth, uh, Beast Boy, decent. So, the acting is not that great, la. but as a show, Jeff um, Johns knows his shit. La. Okay. A- and he does some radical reinvention with this. My favorite episode is the finale, uh, where, uh, where they. F- okay. You, you're all going to get upset. But it's, a, it's an Elseworlds created by Trigon. Uh, <laughs> I just have to say this because, you know, they're all fighting Batman. Batman yeah. goes to Arkham Asylum and one by one murders every single supervillain we know and love. That's yep. just a mock. I mean that's a fucking cool image. La. It is, it is. Uh I mean but it's not it's not the real Batman. Don't get upset, you know. This isn't Zack Snyder's Batman. This is
0: Elsworth's Batman. Correct, correct.
1: Yeah. So I'm um, in the end all in all flaws in all 7 out of 10.
0: That's decent. Okay.
1: Um there was already the the soft introduction to Quick hits, la, uh-huh. uh because only I saw this. But I mean uh,
0: I am I'm, I'm like 5 episodes behind now. Okay, okay. Mm.
1: Oh, what well, what do you think about it five episodes in?
0: I honestly loved um you're right la. I give it a chance mm. because when I first saw the trailer it, it turned me off a bit. Mm. Uh as I watched it it progressively it progressively got better. Uh you're right it's really fun. There's no like lack of um there's always something happening. Yeah, there's always right? something happening. Yeah. So that was something that uh kept me in tune. La. Yeah. You know and some and I it's just lack of time. If I had more time I will definitely catch it, la. but from on on episode 5 I'll feel like it's a good 7 out of 10 mm. already. Uh, I really love Jason Todd. Yeah, I really. Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, what Dick Grayson? Yeah, Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dynamics of the characters and all that is very different from your usual Teen Titans kind of dynamic. You know, it's like some it's, it subverts
1: it a little. Sure, but I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. My only major complaints with the show, the most major, is that the Teen Titans aren't a team yet. yet. And it's been the whole show.
0: It's the Runaways kind of thing, lah.
1: <laughs> but, but at the same time, while Runaways was boring in the lead up to it, this was never boring. Yeah, see. exactly. Yeah. They had a Jason, Todd side story, a Batman Elseworlds. Yeah. They had a Doom Patrol. Yeah. Um, and
0: they're not called and the movie, the movie, the the TV series Is not called Teen Titans, it's just called Titans.
1: Yeah. 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 So you know. But but you do see um a. a them getting to be a team mm. uh, I get it um, For those of you wondering The whole season is meant to be 12 episodes yeah. the, the 12th episode is when they actually come together as a team There yeah. are promo images of Raven wearing her hood The traditional yeah. one you see on the cartoons and all yeah. that So what they decided to do was They cut out the 12th episode Because they felt that it would be a better jumping off point for season 2 yeah. Because it really is the new direction for the show Correct. Uh, but what they did leave in Is uh, a post-credit scene Which I'm going to spoil for you guys Spoiler coming uh, This is they're introducing a character that is perfect for the tone of the show. Okay. And and I don't mean like they have to reinvent the character or anything. Okay. Character as is is perfect for Titans. Oh, and I I'm know. talking about Superboy. Yeah. Because he's already yeah. that, right? The yeah. angry young he's man that angsty. wants to already wants to like destroy shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a perfect addition perfect. to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, alright. Uh seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. We're gonna go into proper quick hits right now. Let's We're gonna go. be talking about some stuff that uh my co-host, Hardy, and Aisa haven't had a chance to uh, maybe see fully But they can weigh in If they have caught a bit of it mm. Okay, so first I'm going to be talking about A Hulu series called Into the Dark oh, Into okay. the Dark is different From other horror anthologies Because it's holiday themed So every month There's a holiday Valentine's Day Thanksgiving okay. uh, Christmas New Year's And stuff like that So each episode Is a movie length uh, 90 minutes each uh, And it's based around Whatever holiday is On that month la. So Hulu's monthly Horror anthology Kind of started out A bit weak but what I want to talk about Is the Christmas episode Which I feel Is an instant classic It was an incredible episode Directed by Nacho Vigalando Who you may know As the writer-director Of Colossal And of Time Crimes So you already know, like, you know His resume is, is impeccable though. So it's called Puka um, Puka is about A struggling actor Who's Hired to play the mascot of a toy Called Puka Um, Unfortunately he begins to form An unhealthy symbiotic relationship With the costume From there things get wilder Weirder and more disturbing As the evil mascot Begins to take control of him In increasingly frightening ways Uh Or perhaps the actor Is just mentally disturbed And the costume is just a costume Vigolando visualises Psychological descent. Like a lucid nightmare, and it's visually stunning, la. Uh, exploring kind of like the duality of man. Um, it's legitimately scary. Okay. Uh, a lot, like you know, a lot of horror anthologies, like we talk about, maybe Black Mirror and stuff. It's kind of horror conceptually, uh-huh. but this is this is like quite frightening viscerally, la. Okay. Um, it's very surreal. It unsettles you with its editing, cause the way it edits, it's very jarring. So you you're feeling very uncomfortable, very out of place. You can never really get get your groove, but that's intentional. It's, uh, I, I, I would compare it to Suspiria. Oh. The old Suspiria The Dario Argento oh. Suspiria Okay So it's it's very well crafted It's gorgeously short I'm not normally Affected by horror things But this This haunted me For quite a bit And this is an 8 out of 10 mm. So um, oh. It's on Hulu It's called Into the Dark The particular episode I'm talking about is called Puka It's the Christmas themed one
0: Okay so highly recommended
1: 8 out of 10 mm. uh, Next up I'll be talking about a bittersweet thing. The final season of Voltron: The Legendary Ooh. Defender, Ooh. one of Netflix's most acclaimed and popular original animated series, comes to a spectacular end. I feel season eight, um, after defeating the intergalactic tyrant Emperor Zarkon and his deeply misguided son Lotor, um, the Paladins now face what is quote unquote their greatest enemy lah, in the form of a uh, Honerva who um, once known as Witch Haga. Um This final season is the show its darkest and most dramatic, giving its home stretch a grave sense of stakes. Uh, without sacrificing the show's earnest heart as slapstick humour, which is what kind of the new fans love about it. La. Yeah. In fact, here at the very end, Voltron seems to have perfected its trademark balance of spectacle, character drama and, and childish comedy. Okay. Um season eight is definitely the most deliberately structured of the whole bunch. Uh the narrative is more heavily serialized to the point where the last six, seven episodes played out like a whole, like a movie. Okay. So it's engrossing in that way It's a 7 out of 10 for me Alright Yeah. Uh, so from one anthology uh, In Into the Dark To another anthology And I'm going to be talking about uh, Something created by the Duplass Brothers On HBO It's an mm. inventive anthology series Set in one room Called Room 104 oh,
0: Okay I mean I, we watched a few episodes A couple episodes you Maybe
1: you can yeah. you can uh, jump in When I talk yeah, about sure, those sure, episodes sure. Uh, For those of you who don't know Room 104 is in. It's starting in season 2 It's mm. cu- Actually it's wrapped up in season 2 it's already It's on HBO la. right? It's on HBO so for those unfamiliar, the show is set within a single room in a nondescript motel. You don't know what city it is. And each episode f- follows the story of different guests who stays there. So, you know, if this walls could speak kind of thing, mm. you know. Um, it was extremely genre-flexible in Season 1, kind of ranging from drama to comedy to crime to action. Mm. But in Season 2, it goes a bit more fantastical. There are sci-fi stories. There are ghost stories. There are... Um, Fantasy stories Okay So um, that in itself Makes it fresher And more genre spe- more Fresher and more inventive Than genre specific anthologies okay. Like Into the Dark That I was talking about Or like The Twilight Zone Or Black Mirror Which okay. all focuses on the One theme technology For example In Black Mirror yeah. right. This one you know um, Every episode Is only 20 minutes You can go from One style To another style To another style To another style So what I'm gonna do Right uh, Is amidst this Fascinating grab bag Of e- eclectic short stories I'm gonna maybe Point out some of the Wilder weirder ones With uh, supernatural elements With sci-fi Fire elements or with fantasy elements, and of course, you know, the, the show is created by the horror guys, so there are a lot of horror elements as mm, well. Okay. Uh, trust me, season two is going buck wild, it abandons like the grounded stories of season one and just you know goes nuts with it. Uh, plus, this season is stacked with incredible talent. There's guys like Marshall Ali in it, mm. um, Josephine Decker, who directed a Madeline's Madeline, Michael Shannon, Brian Tully Henry, who is a paper boy, From uh, and point. also in, in Spider Verse earlier as well. Yeah,
0: he was a Prowler, right?
1: Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Good, 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 good uh, cast of talent So here are the genre-specific episodes you should look out for uh, Okay, so Season 2, Episode 2 It's called Mr. Marvel Hill It stars Ryan Wilson, uh-huh. um, Dwight from The Office Who plays, uh, weirdly enough, a character called Jim uh, Whoa. So he reunites uh, this, this particular guy, he's older now So he yeah. reunites with an old 3rd grade teacher Called Mr. Marvel Hill uh, uh-huh. And then they meet in the hotel room They catch up and then suddenly Rain Wilson Challenges him to admit To an incident from the past That left Jim changed forever You're left to assume That Some sort of sexual assault Maybe yeah, child yeah. molestation But when the actual Revelation happens Like what he actually did uh, It will blow your mind la. And it's a genre thing That I can't spoil
0: Okay don't spoil
1: Yeah it's I wanna a, watch it now Yeah um, Season 2 episode 5 It's called Woman in the Wall
0: Okay got it
1: So plagued by a host Of medical conditions And illnesses, illnesses A woman named Catherine Is confronted by A disembodied Woman's voice in the wall Who's literally talking to her Okay uh, he, This voice offers her advice And comfort Sings the songs Is this voice a spirit Is it her own subconscious Or is it something else entirely Okay There's a definite conclusion To this episode So it doesn't leave it ambiguous Alright I uh, like that as well Okay season 2 episode 6 I feel one of the best episodes Of, of the year Which the genre one is this? The genre or not it's called Arnold. Um, it's one of my favorite oh. episodes of the season. End. It's the one we watched. It stars Bri- uh, Brian Brian Henry, like aka mm. Paperboy. Um, the titular character wakes up in the beginning of the episode mm. in the hotel room, a uh, room one o four, soaking wet, With no memory of what happened. He did or what happened or what he did the night before, or how he even wound out in this hotel room. He yeah. has no no idea. So the rest of the ev- episode involves him pacing around the space. Trying to figure out his night, mentally piecing together the memories, you know, via his phone, via via text and stuff like that. But it's how he pieces night together, which is then cool. He pieces it in musical form. Yeah, he sings out the night, and yes, People Boy sings. Um, <laughs> I mean, he used to be a show show uh, Broadway kind of guy. He's a Broadway guy, yeah. yeah, and and his voice is lovely. Um, once Arnold remembers connecting with the woman he met the night before, his verses blend in perfect harmony with. The woman yeah, Played by uh, Ginger Gonzaga And I think it's Some some beautiful singing Some beautiful musical writing uh, And once Arnold Ultimately reaches An epiphany About the significance Of his night about town uh-huh. It turns from A mysterious Life-affirming visual memoir Into something Very heartbreaking It was uh, Now you may be asking yourself Why is this genre again I can't reveal the twist at the end But trust us It is Yeah go Go watch it uh, season 2 episode 8 Is the next one It's called A Nightmare mm. uh, This is a tight Disturbing 20 minute Horror show In which a woman Played by Natalie Morales uh-huh. Keeps waking up From a nightmare Into more esca- into escalating nightmares So a nightmare Within a nightmare Within a nightmare She keeps waking up She keeps waking up She keeps Ooh. waking up in the room uh, And it gets It gets more and more And more perverse um, And then it just never ends And wow. it's, it's just Escalating sense of tension Of, of fright you, you don't know wh- How you're gonna get out of this And neither does she um, Season 2 episode 9 Is called The Return so um this little girl and uh, is grieving the death of her father. Uh-huh. She is a Harry Potter fan, so she decides to go back to her father, died of her, heart, her father died of a heart attack in that particular room. Okay. She goes to the room. She wants to cast a Harry Potter type spell to talk to, to see answers to uh, that. Like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, and, and and the mom is there, kind of you know being supportive, trying to maybe she's thinking like this is a way for her to grieve uh, uh to process this maybe uh, to say her last goodbyes. So after they cast the spell. It gets weird la.
0: Okay uh, the, well.
1: Yeah. The, but there's a palpable st- Sense of tension Between the mom and the daughter uh-huh. Because they're both grieving And their anger seeps through And the mom doesn't believe The daughter believes And it's the real Two, 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 two women play Okay Th- That is what I loved About this episode la. More so even than It's genre elements the supernatural elements Okay Finally the last episode That I want to recommend Is season 2 episode 10 It's called Artificial Uh huh A reporter interviews a woman Who claims to be a robot In the hospital uh, In the hotel Not hospital, sorry So okay This woman She claims that she is A hybrid AI Biological being Okay Invites A reporter A reporter And then tries to explain to him That there is an AI Takeover coming she is clearly disbelieving I mean, crazy woman Okay. So it's a bit like Interview with a vampire If you've ever read the book yeah, Or seen yeah. it Where a sceptical journalist Is slowly won over By the subject's convincing story uh-huh. uh, The ending is pretty mind-blowing Alright uh, This is the best ending Of what I've I've talked about okay. It always has a mm-hmm. twist ending it's, it's very tight It's very good uh, yeah, Check no out Room no 104 HBO On Demand You can watch it right now All the episodes Um, And maybe even just go past The genre episodes Just watch it as a whole Yeah, what's this your rating? This is... Okay There's some bad episodes too yeah, yeah. Like a couple I mean, here and putting there Putting that in But mostly it's an 8 out of 10 Wow oh, Yeah. Even with the bad episodes Even with the bad episodes Because the good ones are 10 out of 10 9 out of 10, oh, 10, okay, out okay, 10, okay. 10 So out it carries it Yes Alright oh, got it Yeah okay Uh, Next one Not so highly rated
0: Oh, oh I know which one
1: Uh, Based on George R. R. Martin's novella Yeah uh, This is Night Flyers <laughs> Why uh, didn't you like it? Okay so A lot of people don't know That it was also made into An equally bad 1987 film So uh-huh. you know A low bar this doesn't okay. even clear that loba Wait what? Yeah It's about 8 scientists And a telepath Travelling on a nightfly spaceship Trying to make contact With alien life First contact be- lah Yeah They begin to experience Strange and violent occurrences So you would think It's like uh, a haunted house On a spaceship But it's what it's built as You know Okay Uh, It's This hybrid is grisly Bloody and claustrophobic mm. But let's get this straight This is no alien This is no event horizon It lacks alien's gravitas It's incoherent at best In its storyline In its character work it grinds along at a snail's pace It's so slow Wait the this is
0: episodic right?
1: Yes uh, And it tries to construct this elaborate scenario uh, But it's just so slow Oh no um, It's not scary enough to be good horror okay. And it's too simple minded to be grand sci-fi Oh no So Nightflies is just another schlocky TV show Pretending to be more profound than it is And mm. uh, this is a 4 out of 10 Alright What's next Next up uh, We're still in the holiday boon right now I know it's the new years But Mary Poppins has returned Oh you watched it already I watched it already How yes. did it go uh, Following up on beloved icons Like Mary Poppins And Julie Andrews Is very tough uh, I have to say Oh uh, yeah. I mean come on it's okay, okay
0: to be fair I'm not really a big Mary Poppins fan
1: Okay okay yeah. But you know of the stature In pop yeah, culture yeah, 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 definitely. Mary Poppins is highly regarded Definitely Julie Andrews is a legend Definitely Uh, But Emily Blunt Somehow manages to shine And oh. make the classic character Her own In this magical sequel while it probably won't be as evergreen as the original This movie is certainly a joyous experience I'm uh-huh. um, Leaning on earnest sentimentality Show-stopping uh, musical numbers uh, okay. Crafted by Lin-Manuel Miranda And uh, phenomenal perf- performances uh, From the aforementioned Lin-Manuel Miranda um, It's charming enough to win over audiences of all ages It's not super Ooh. Uh, but Not
0: bad, you did that in one take
1: But it is very good So oh, right. it's a 7 out of 10
0: now that's a surprise But okay
1: Okay uh, Next one Going back to Netflix right now Back oh on the no. streaming services I think I know what this is You've already seen John Favreau's Incredible live action version Of The Jungle, of the jungle Book Which yeah. was so successful That Disney gave him The Lion King Yeah Not to be outdone The master of the mocap Andy Serkis Decided to direct uh, Yeah He's throwing his head Into the ring To make his own Quote unquote Darker live action version Of The Jungle Book Well it was definitely darker It was definitely darker So how does it compare To the Disney live action version not favorably I'm afraid um, Andy <laughs> Circus opts For a shockingly gritty Brutal adaptation That showcases Some pretty amazing Mocap performances Very very good very, mocap yes. yeah. But otherwise Fails to make these coming of age story Meaningful or unique um, mm. And even, I even feel That the CGI Looks shoddy and unfinished mm. the, For some part. For yeah. the, the, the okay. wolves okay. In particular okay. um, The end result Proves to be uh, Middling and Dramatically inert So I'm giving this A 5 out of 10 A just pass I mean
0: I there were some parts where I I actually thought they did quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like how they 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 rendered Balu. Oh yes. You know yeah, and um, what's his name? What's the what's the panther's name?
1: The 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 <sighs> panther. La. Yeah, we we know who you're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah. but ah, uh, whatever. Bagheera Bagheera Yeah. yeah. So I lo- love those two characters Molly actually did Quite a serviceable acting job mm.
2: I thought this particular Child actor Did it better than The Disney one Yeah
0: mm. I, I felt that also Yes yes yeah But right. then because You tried to capture The human essence Of the person's face Onto the mocap animals mm-hmm. It was It came off very weird it, Like this uh, weird hybrid mm-hmm. Kind of like That's why it looked Very disjointed Like the, the tiger Looked really weird mm-hmm. She can't really look weird she Right It looked really
1: weird
0: mm-hmm. yeah, So it, it felt very um Not yeah I didn't like it la. How would you rate it? Same as you A
1: five, uh. 5 Yeah, yeah. I saw it as well
2: Yeah I did Um, I mean like Basically echoing The same sentiments As you guys I'm gonna give it a 5 But the thing is I didn't give the Disney one I wouldn't give the Disney one Any much higher
1: Okay Yeah More I years. give it a 6 la, The Disney yeah, one Yeah same here Same yeah. 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 Um, But what Disney The What the Disney one was Was commercially successful mm. Which I think Mowgli isn't uh, considering it was long. sold to Netflix suddenly. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. Um all of these ideas they come in twos, so you know, whether it's uh zombie attacks on Asian Korea or like <laughs> Dante Speak and in Inferno and yeah, yeah. Uh, Twister and stuff like that. Like there's always like it comes in twos. Something like that. The yeah. illusionist, the prestige, you yeah. know. Yeah. This is the lesser of the two. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: all this one would be better than the other. Yes. Correct, yeah, correct, yes.
1: correct. Okay, so next one, sticking to Netflix. Yeah What's up? Uh, This has been built as Netflix's own take of On A Quiet Place uh, With sight instead of uh, sound Mm. Um, It is a new post-apocalyptic horror thriller called Bird Box Um, The premise is simple Mm. Uh, A mysterious supernatural force decimates the world's population Mm -hmm. We don't know exactly what it is, but if you see it, it compels you to take your own life Okay So it's not exactly The quiet place Different lah And and it can't compare In quality either I feel Mm. But first things first I think Sandra Bullock's Performance is pretty good
2: Yes I think it's a valiant Performance
1: Yeah Sandra Bullock Almost saves this movie And I mean We all know she's a great actress like Yeah 90s definitely. icon and all of that her, She has a rich Psychological backstory To play with Exploring a reluctance To accept motherhood uh-huh. And the redemption She experiences In accepting that role okay. But beyond that great arc Right This movie is too bland And too derivative mm. It's sluggish And never fleshes out It's themes At the story's core yep. And outside of It's clever premise It's execution falters Because it never Quite gets down Or dirty enough To be harrowing I found it. I found it to be an ultimately hollow experience. Um, in fact, the best thing to come out of this films is all the memes like, on on Facebook and yeah. Twitter and Instagram yeah, right yeah. now. it's the, the memes are great lah. So because of the memes and because the central block is five out of ten la. Oh, it passed. Yeah, You, you watched it too? Huh? Yeah, I watched it too. Um,
2: yeah. I'm I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. Uh, the problems for me was largely with the pacing. Mm. Uh, mm. largely with the fact that they never actually committed to. I felt what the logical conclusion For the premise was going to be Yes Um. There were some parts Of the cinematography That were Jerkingly halting And stuttering And I didn't feel that It added anything To the story itself I agree Right uh, And in addition to that Like for I Okay If you're gonna If you're gonna make a film About not being able to see Right Then you better wow me With the visuals Yeah Right, like that was my expectation going in. Yeah, you know, uh, and like, uh, to be honest, like I really did enjoy the majority of Sandra Bullock's uh performance. Mm-hmm. I think you're very good. I do like the the themes on motherhood and how should they explore that, mm-hmm. uh, as divisive as it has become on the internet. Yeah, it's yeah, but so I
1: mean, it, like, it's it's intentionally so. Yeah, it's meant to it's meant to be a fi- a was, lightning rod. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, it it felt. Oh, watching this movie Felt like the
2: actual metaphor Of having to put on a blindfold Not knowing what the fuck Was going on Yeah, man <laughs> that, That's how I feel about it Uh, But that being said Yeah, I, I give it a 5
1: The only thing that could have Made it better Is the Daredevil popped in oh. <laughs> he, he could have saved that world. <laughs> yeah. yeah He yeah. could have saved that world. Okay Next up, going back to the cinemas Uh, I'm, I'm going outside of America for now Let's go Let's leave Where America Let's leave Hollywood Where are you heading to? I'm going to India I'm going to be talking about A crazy, wild Tamil language sci-fi movie Called 2.0 oh. Oh wait, so, is yeah. this the Rajin Khan one. It's fucking crazy, bro. It's so nuts. <laughs> this it, is a it, sequel, right? Yes, it's showing uh, it's two point, I never saw the original. Oh, you I have s- no okay. context. So I have some, yeah. I, I I'm just here to deliver a brief premise and I'm gonna sh- tell you what I thought about it. Chennai is under attack. Every cell phone in the city has flown from the hands of its users into and vanished into the sky yeah. to form some sort of super intelligent yep, phoenix. Yep, yep, yep. Um the hero is played by like you said like, uh Rajivkaf. um and who my Indian friends um is... Sha- yeah, shout out yeah. to my Indian friends, Anishka uh, and, and Nikhil. Yeah, they've informed me that this guy is apparently the king of Indian action cinema. He's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and Sylvester Stallone and Chuck Norris in all the 80s, combined. all, all rolled into one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, look, this movie is like too long and seems be silly, but its ludicrous set pieces are definitely worth a watch. Mm. It's bonkers even by Bollywood standards, I think, because yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen a, a fair bit of, of my share of Bollywood yeah. movies. So here's just a taste of the story development. Like, he battles an evil ornithologist. Who is angered By the injustice That we do to birds With the radiation From our cell phones yep. Which is why He uses technology To collect thousands Of disembodied cell phones To create an, an- angry Robot bird To fight I think him. you meant Billions Billions Correct yeah. yeah Uh, This movie isn't great But it's wild AF uh, mm. uh, And I think I sound a bit hypocritical Because I criticize Aquaman for the same thing But this is a 6 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> just, just because th- This goes so much Crazier than, than What Aquaman does Okay,
0: okay, there's, okay. The, there's
1: the extra Crazy factor I get
0: it That I dig yeah. it But you didn't watch The original right no no I, I will oh, yeah. I'll send you I'll send you the original I will yeah, 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 yeah. It's not
1: called 1.0 right uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's crazy also. Now we're moving on to Britain. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay, so I'm going to be talking about a movie called Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh. It's this shot of the Dead meets high school musical. Okay. It is this year's best Christmas movie, I feel. Oh, okay. It's actually a zombie musical. Um, Anna and the Apocalypse draws from generic formulas, but it feels completely fresh thanks to, you know, the zesty young cast, infectious comic energy, and some truly catchy musical numbers. Um, admittedly, its novelty does kind of wither after a while. But it's plucky And it's fun And it's an admirable mashup So it's a 6 out of 10 Okay So it's fun It's just fun oh you, right. you should definitely catch it If you like musicals Okay Okay Um, I think this might be The worst reviewed thing Will be Oh no actually no comment was just now Okay no matter The second worst reviewed thing On this podcast In my opinion Not Hadi's opinion Is a movie called Mortal Engines Uh, Mortal Engines Is a futuristic Steampunk dystopia I didn't
0: like this movie
1: yeah. Okay, okay. No, I mean like, you know, we had divisive opinions oh, yeah, on yeah, our yeah. Men, so I who knows. Yeah,
0: no, this one we both
1: agree. Uh yeah. So it's said hundreds of years after, after. civilization yeah. was destroyed by a cataclysmic yeah. event, yep. a mysterious young woman named Hester Shaw uh has to stop London, which is now a giant predator city on wheels Yeah So, you know Consumes like, other cities Like a house moving castle style uh, Yes, correct From devouring everything in its path um, Its Mad Max meets Miyazaki visuals Are certainly lavish yeah. And expensive looking Yeah But it never does capture the imagination Or sweep you off to a new world, you know mm. uh, Once you begin to acclimatise to the film's Eye candy, junkyard wonders It slowly starts to dawn on you That there's another hour and a half to go Mm. Yeah. Um. And it's gonna be a tiresome and soulless journey because there's no investment in the most important thing about a movie, character and story. Yes. Which I thought Aquaman does have a bit of that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So not quite as uh, bad as Aquaman. Yeah.
0: yeah I mean, you had Ocean Master. You had you know, okay. But this this movie was just weird. It's a one out of ten. All right. There we go. I agree with that.
1: Ooh, is that the lowest okay. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll give it three I, out of ten. Some, I'm I mean, quite low la. Because
0: you know, I I appreciate the CGI work in this movie. Yeah. Yeah but that's about it
1: Yeah oh It looks like we have A bit of time We do we do So I'm gonna be talking about uh Some stuff that maybe be like I, I cut out for Time constraints But since we have a bit of time Let's talk about it Go ahead man Okay I'm gonna talk about Something called Tree Below
2: Oh uh-huh. my god, okay, I'm popping up with this Oh, I saw it's excited I saw it's coming back, okay.
1: hold on. So, hot off the critical and commercial success of the epic animated fantasy series Troll Hunters*, Gilmo del Toro continues his Tales of Arcadia trilogy on Netflix with a sequel series called *Tree Below This sci-fi space adventure series follows a pair of teenage aliens and their bombastic bodyguard who's... Um, Voiced by Tatiana Maslany Diego Luna and Nick Offerman Respectively So, so you already know that The voice work is great yeah. um, These aliens are on the run After a military coup On your home planet And because it's a Fish out of water story About aliens trying to fit in uh, It's sillier and funnier Than its predecessor But it's no less action packed mm-hmm. um, And seriously The show's climax Is pretty awesome Although it's set in the same town And timeline as as uh, Troll Hunters. You know that magical yeah. monster story. Yeah. In fact, happening at the same time, actually. Exactly. Um, mm. in spite of that, Tribulo can actually very much stand on it on its own, thanks to great characters and his heart and his own compelling conflict. Mm-hmm. While at the same time setting up some very interesting crossovers with uh, Jim Lake and his friends. Yep, indeed. Um, that being said, the show's most fun moments, like I said, are the low key crossovers. Yeah. Um, it's it's fantastic. I really love this. I didn't think it's as good as Show Hunters, but solid, solid, solid mm-hmm. stuff. Seven point five out of ten for me. What about you, Aisa?
2: Uh, okay, I really loved it because the fact that you're setting an entirely sci-fi story into a city that we've only recently had a fan- fantasy story, right? Yeah. Uh, the characters definitely don't go as deep. Neither does the story go as deep as Trove Hunters in any way or form. Obviously, Trove Hunters was much longer. Mm, three seasons. Um, yeah, we had a lot more time uh, with Jim and, and, and his comrades. Uh, but to see, um, to see uh, the characters... These two alien teens, right? Who we who pop up in the first series With no context whatsoever and
1: they were just foreign exchange students Who were damn weird and new technology yeah, yeah, and so
2: now they kind of fill in the gaps of all of that um, To see them do that And like ha- interact with the principal Who we've gotten to know very well Interact with the teachers And so on and so forth Yeah, what uh, is the I new thought, principal though? Yeah, new, um, interim, interim um, principal S- Senor Ul Senor Ul and his truck The,
1: the Australian Spanish guy
2: Yeah, I, um, it, it was very, very fun yeah. uh, I did feel... Uh, that it was a very smart piece of storytelling yeah. to be able to have two concurrent storylines um, run across and it, it took quite seam- seamless actually. Yes. Uh, yeah. Without... With without two any...
1: e- e- equally large threats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right.
2: Uh, and with two equally large um, things at stake mm. at the same time. I, I thought that was very clever. Uh, they didn't sacrifice one or the other and I do feel like nah, that was just very, very smart. Uh, I did enjoy it overall. Uh, oh, it's you a seven this? for me. Seven, nice. Yeah.
1: Okay. So what I I mean, just minor spoilers, the climax happens during the troll apocalypse. Yes, it does. So the troll right. apocalypse which happens at the end of season three when, you know, Gandma comes from the ground and everything. At the same time, there is this aerial battle with a space invasion. Yes. So I mean two concurrent battles happening at the same time with Jim Lake saving people from the monsters underground. Yep. And the Steel new team saving um what's the town called? Again? Arcadia. Arcadia. It's still Arcadia, yeah. sorry. Uh from Aliens Above. Yep. Uh, Good storytelling
2: Good storytelling um, You were telling me That there's going to be One more story Yes for uh, Tales of Early
1: next year um, A new show called Wizards yep. Will tie in both together Because apparently um, Some alien technology Is based on magic as well uh, So this is going to be um, The Infinity War Of uh, Gomer de Toro's uh, Tales of Arcadia Fascinating series.
2: Well they kind of hinted that About the uh, amulet
1: I mean we've already seen Merlin And stuff right Yeah exactly Yeah Uh, I guess the last thing On Quick Hits That I'll talk about Is Mystery Science Theater 3000 So okay it, It was revived last year After a record breaking Crowdfunding campaign And the Geek Cult Classic series is uh, back for its 12th season on Netflix Mm -hmm. recently For those who don't know or didn't follow back in the day Mystery Science Theatre 3000 is the brainchild of comedian Joe Hodgson And the show centres around some average Joes and their robot friends Who are kidnapped by mad scientists and forced to watch the worst movies ever made (laughs) Why? Because they're part of an experiment to find a movie so awful That it will break the brains of the populace Thus enabling mad scientists to take over the world so the idea of each episode is essentially it plays like a watch along, combined with DVD commentary. You know, yeah. that's basically cause kind of like combined with a reaction video.
2: Yeah, I, it was a reaction video before reaction videos were actually. Yeah,
1: it's just watching bad movies, making fun jokes about it, making some skits about it. The plot is just dressing for the show's core ideas yeah. la, which yeah. which is fun. Um, funny people making fun of schlock cinema. It's really joyful because we get to revel in cheesy sci-fi and fantasy guilty mm. pleasures. This season's watch along includes um. Fame, cinematic trash Like Mac and Me Killer Fish The Daytime Ended Lots of the Deep And lots more um, I still think Mystery Science Theater 3000 Hasn't quite grasped The cheesy greatness Of its predecessor mm. But at the same time It's still fun la. Do,
2: you, do you feel like It hasn't been able to do so Because the times have changed
1: Times have changed Definitely Right yeah. So
2: like a show that Pre uh, Pre-dated reaction videos Isn't as Um uh, important in a, in a time of reaction videos
1: maybe because it's lost its uniqueness mm, okay yeah. okay because there's so much content like this out there you know um people what people host entire festivals around bad movies like this you yeah, know what yeah, i mean
2: We have the raspberries and
1: correct yeah i mean like i every year the projector does the room screenings mm. so i mean it's it's a more net, it's a more normal experience uh, last time it was very special yeah so okay. it was new and it exposed you to really bad movies uh, and celebrates it yeah uh, okay, so I'm gonna cap off this particular episode with what we like to call the list, which is reading recommendations. Mm. Okay, so I have two things to talk about. The first one is called Jonesy, Nine Lives on the Nostromo. Mm-hmm. It is uh about aliens. But okay. rather than aliens, much like actually tree below actually, it focuses on the events of the first alien mm. from the perspective of Ellen Ridley's cat, Jonesy. Oh yeah. So we spent almost all of the movie with uh, Ripley But we don't get too Up close and personal With the felines la. Up until now la. Um, Titan Books Has released The uh, Jonesy Nine Lies on Nostromo An illustrated book By Rory Lucy It tells the story Of a 1979 movie From the perspective Of the cat okay. So I was sold Just based on that la. It follows the movie's Plot very closely It doesn't break canon Or anything oh. But instead of scary It's playful it's cute and it offers a humorous context to some of the movie's most iconic scary moments, la, from uh-huh. the perspective of a cat, la. Uh, it, it, cats don't exactly react to situations in appropriate ways, as yeah. we as we know from several YouTube videos. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so just staying true to that help bring the humor in naturally. It's a seven out of ten for me. All
0: right, right. not bad. Uh, one?
1: Fun for kids, la. Yeah. Uh, and maybe wait for a few years before you show them Alien. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Because Alien okay. Is, is much more. So this is like a primer, la. If you want your child to watch Alien eventually, <laughs> get them hooked on the story of the uh, cat life. Yeah. And then they recognize the cat for when they watch Alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, this is a spin off of the, the book. Eh? Yeah. Okay, uh, next up, I'm going to be talking about um, Hedy Lamarr and Incredible Life. It's a biographical graphic novel written by William Roy and artist uh, Sylvain Durange. It tells the incredible stu- true story of Hedy Lamarr, who, if you don't know who she was, Hedy was an Austrian American refugee who escaped an abusive marriage. And the Nazi invasion of Austria um, After em- emigrating to America Hedy Lamarr, uh went on to become Hollywood's most celebrated sought-after actress in the 1940s She was basically the Catherine Hepburn of the 40s um, But beyond that she was also a genius engineer Uh, She created frequency hopping radio systems for the Allies during World War II Um, She did all this work in her studio trailer in between takes from filming her movies So it's pretty insane uh. Uh, Subsequently, she was also the inventor of technology that will later be used to enable Wi-Fi, Bluetooth and GPS Um, Her life is incredible and this graphic novel does an excellent job Telling her remarkable story Through gorgeous artwork And wonderful detail Maybe some of you Who have seen Legends of Tomorrow Might be familiar with When they met her mm. uh, may, That's how I was introduced To this uh, remarkable woman Via Legends of Tomorrow Of all things Oh okay mm. Yes Please watch
2: that episode uh, Where Helen basically Invades Hollywood Helen Yeah of Troy invades Helen of Hollywood Yeah Ah okay
1: Yeah uh, Helen of Hollywood la. And then she goes to, to Miss Kira It's a crazy episode okay. You should watch Every episode of Legends of Tomorrow Okay Just, just FYI. Okay This is it uh, For Quick Quick hits And the pull list uh, But this is the first episode Of the new year For General Equality And this mm-hmm. is the new us As we told you yeah. We got a lot of new segments We got new recording equipment This is gonna be A brand new General Equality So if you haven't followed us already Please follow us on Facebook mm-hmm. On Mixcloud mm-hmm. And
0: Don't forget that we also have Special episodes in between
1: We have special episodes in between We might mm-hmm. have And also We are gonna be on Spotify Yep We're gonna be on iTunes yep. Apple Podcasts Everywhere la. We're taking over the world
0: Okay la Can also
1: Know so la. <laughs> uh thanks so much for listening for this entire year on behalf of like um Hadi and Isa. Uh thanks so much for uh, the three hundred of you, the thousand three hundred of you, whatever la. we we are thankful for every individual listening. Very, very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Because all we do is we sit down, we talk about shit that we saw. Mm-hmm. And some people Would like to devote 90 minutes to hear us talk And that's That's, that's, that's mind blowing That's mind blowing man <laughs> Thank uh, you So thanks so much This has been 0
0: I'm Hardy. I'm Isa.
1: And we'll catch you in February Where we'll be talking about Glass Bye So
0: excited Bye bye <laughs>